it just, it feeds my soul. Um, I can't imagine doing anything else, and frankly, I'm not skilled in anything else either. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Matt LaMarche with Keller Williams First Atlanta, and this is Selling Sandy Springs. So we'll start with who you are and what you do. I'm Susan Riley Hayes, and I'm the CEO of High Point Wealth Advisors, and we are a wealth management financial planning practice here in Sandy Springs. We also have an office in Kennesaw. Um, we are a female-only owned firm, which wasn't planned that way, but it, it turned out to be that way. Um, we also have clients all over the world in today's environment, so geographically it's not important as far as where our clients are, but of course we love the area here locally in Atlanta and Sandy Springs. Um, we've been in business, um, the, the three different partners, one of them, uh, Abby Dinkins, she's been with Ameriprise for well over 30 years. Um, and Angie DeLion, she's uh, well over 20 years, and I started uh, 24 years ago. Um, of that, 20 years have been here in Atlanta, and the majority of it in Sandy Springs. Perfect, very good. And uh, tell us a little more about what you guys do here, kind of your philosophy on wealth management. You know, wealth management is such one of those generic terms, you know, how do you really identify, or what does that mean to me? What we like to tell people is our job as advisors is to help you to understand what you can control and how you can um, really kind of come out of the chaos of life. You know, everybody has families, we have kids, we're busy, it's insane. Um, but if we can help clients to kind of hit the pause button and come in and, and come out of the chaos of life and get purposeful around their monies and the decisions that they make, we find the clients are able to make a greater impact on their families, they're more confident in their future, and they're able to think a little bit broader outside of the family unit and more about how they can support the communities for which they live in as well. Perfect. And you and I have talked a little bit about behavioral finance and kind of what that means, but what exactly does that mean to you? It, it's interesting that you bring up the behavioral finance because it is what we do, you know, is how do you marry the, the science of money with the art of people? Um, my clients like to call me the fiscal therapist. <laughs> I like to come in, lay on my sofa. But it's helping clients to make decisions that are more emotionally intelligent. You know, when the markets do crazy things, the propensity is to get scared, and you come from, come from this scarcity mentality, and you make bad choices. Um, so one of the things that we do best is we really help clients to make really good decisions when it doesn't always feel like that's the right choice. Well, I think it's very intimidating for clients when they think about meeting with a financial planner or wealth management because they're not really sure, you know, where am I organized enough, am I structured enough, do I have things in order where I can actually give them to someone else, do I really want to share all that with someone. But what we do is we create an environment where we make it safe to do so, and if you bring your stuff in a shoebox, we can make sure that we go through that and get you structured and organized in an efficient way so that you can really see what decisions you need to make first. You know, we really believe that when you educate a woman, you educate a family. And I think that as female advisors, as a female team, we're really uniquely involved and understand, you know, all the hats that we wear as, you know, mothers and caregivers and, you know, uh, spouses. In today's modern twisted family, you know, there's so many different dynamics. And I feel like that, you know, having a female-led firm allows us to be uniquely positioned because we know what it's like mm -hmm. every day. Absolutely. And how busy you are and how important it is to take the time and set it aside to really educate yourself about what you're doing financially. Clients come with some type of, you know, family history about how they view money, you know, how they were taught money. 
Um, and sometimes that can come from a, a place of scarcity and not abundance. And when you work with clients and you're able to actually really talk about what they don't really want to talk about, and you can help them see where that has come into their family history, their origin story, then oftentimes we can get clients to actually talk about things and address things that they never would before, they never saw before. So you remove the impediment to their ability to move forward in an effective way. And that's something we do all the time. What I love about what I do every day, I mean, you know, 24 years is a long time. And, you know, I started at, at Merrill 24 years ago and I was, I think, 20. Um, for me, I saw an opportunity so that I could be financially independent as a woman, but I could also help other people do it and be financially independent from that revenue source. I mean, how many people get to wake up every day and make such an enormous contribution and impact on the lives of other people and still be able to serve their own family? I don't know a lot of professions that allow you to do that. But when I get to that opportunity and I'm you know, preparing for a meeting and I'm going to tell that client for the first time that you can retire, I mean, that is just the coolest thing. You know, or when the client calls me and, you know, they're sending me the video from their daughter who just, you know, got accepted to SMU with this big scholarship or, you know, whatever those little moments are, the clients share it with you. And, you know, I, I might be a little bit of a voyeur in other people's lives, but, you know, it just, it feeds my soul. Um, I can't imagine doing anything else, and frankly, I'm not skilled in anything else either. <laughs> so luckily, you know, I'm in a good place. But... You know, the love that, that that generates in someone is, is really unique, and I'm so extremely blessed to be able to do this. You know, at different advisors and different advisory firms, wealth management, financial planning, you know, they attract a certain type of client. You know, a lot of times we, we attract a little bit more about what we are and who we are. And we find that the clients who love working with us tend to be what I call a steward. They're a steward of their family, they're a steward of their community, they're a steward of their faith. It's something that is their purpose in life, their value system in life. And when we get down and we can show a client how do you attach the money that you have or the business that you have or the job that you have that earns the money that you have, how do you attach those to the value system of the family? And we have a process that we go through where we actually identify the top five values of the family unit. And we make sure that when we're doing financial planning, we're doing recommendations, we're doing asset management advice, we want clients to actually be able to see their value system in that decision. And there's a process we go through so that we can do that. We find clients are more competent, they stay the course more often, and they're more secure in their future if they can attach what oftentimes can't be attached. How is that value serving the family? How is that money serving the family? And where do those things cross? And sometimes where do they not? And, and I'll ask clients, you know, if you give me permission and I notice you're about to make a decision that's out of alignment with my understanding of what your value systems are, would, would you like me to tell you? <laughs> and sometimes I get that pregnant pause or like, oh, do I really want to do that? But most of the times clients will say yes. You know, they want me to be an accountability partner so that they understand and that making smarter, more effective decisions. That's how they get more wealth. That's how they get um, more stable in the family unit. That's how they save enough um, for retirement. So what's the biggest challenge in this business that you find working with clients? Oh, wow. There, there's so many challenges in today's environment. I mean, clients are bombarded with so much information. Um, you know, you've got 
24-hour news services, you've got emails, you've got social media, you have all of the networks, and you have a lot of negativity in the world, you know, that sells. So when you think about the, you know, the dirty soup that clients are living in, you know, oftentimes it takes a lot of work, a lot of consistency over years to deprogram you know, clients from whatever clip and whatever political issue is happening or whatever global economic issue is happening, you know, getting them to actually, in a lot of ways, maybe, you know, put guardrails around, you know, their mental and emotional needs so that they're really filtering a lot of that out. Because it can make a lot of, um, it can cause clients to make really poor choices if they're letting all of that media attention really sink into their psyche. And so a lot of times the hardest thing I have to do is, is I'm, deep, I'm constantly deprogramming clients, mm -hmm. constantly, you know, giving context to what they're hearing and how it relates specifically to their situation. Sure. And that's a real challenge in today's environment. Yeah. Talk a little bit too about um, the effect of technology in mm -hmm. this business mm -hmm. and how, because not all news is bad news, right? But yeah. at the same time, not all technology is bad. <laughs> so obviously you've got a lot more tools and resources now as a consumer, mm -hmm. but certainly that impacts your business quite a bit. So talk a little bit about the progression of technology just just in the last five to 10 years. You know, technology is, is such a disruptor, you know, in so many ways, and it can be a good disruptor, it can be a bad disruptor, it depends on what you do. In our particular practice, you know, they call us early adopters. You know, we're always looking for how do we take the technology that's available to us and how do we in enhance the client experience? So you hear a lot of people talking about like robo advice and you know, you don't need an advisor anymore and that type of stuff. And, and we're actually embracing many of those different things so that the client has more transparency into performance, fees, financial planning, what is their probability of success in real time um, without throwing away the human element that you just can't get from any source of technology. You know, there's things that I know and understand uh, innately about a certain client um, that a computer is not going to be able to provide. They can provide here the, the 10 things that you need to do and blah, blah, blah. But if, you, if the computer doesn't understand their value system and they don't understand the complexity of the family unit and they don't understand how to navigate that, mm -hmm. you know, then oftentimes the client's not going to be consistent and they won't implement. Right. Ameriprise is, is an unbelievable firm. And they've always been... Um, true to financial advice. Everyone deserves some type of advice. You know, you can't perform your way to a goal. You can't perform your way to retirement. You need advice. You know, how much debt do I finance? You know, how much do I pay down? What do I invest? What type of investment vehicles do we use? All of those types of things. And so our firm is, uh, is releasing um, additional tools and resources so that even for clients who don't need comprehensive advice, we're putting together financial or foundational advice in addition to comprehensive advice for clients who need that. And we're actually publishing that to their sites. And what I think about that's so critical is when a client opens up their statement or they go online and they look at their account value, they're looking at what happened, right? They're looking, it's already happened, it's done. And they don't understand how to connect that with how does this impact me? Okay, the end of last year, we had significant market volatility. Clients were, you know, terrified. How does this impact me? You know, we had 10 years of a bull market and we had this clip of extreme volatility. They're not used to it. It's been a while since 2008, 2009 happened. How do I know how this impacts me? 
So having an understanding of what your goals are and your statistic your statistical probability of being able to make that goal happen and see it in real time with the market volatility gives clients context that they didn't have before. I know that information because that's the planning work that I do, but now clients are going to have that visibility live um, as well. So if the market has an up day or has a down day, they can look at what their percentage of their retirement goal is still impacted and they can look at what their probability of success is. Hmm. And that's going to bring greater context because it's not just about what happened that day. You know, how does it affect that individual person and the goal for which they have? Mm -hmm. And that's the really cool thing that we're releasing right now this year. Very good. What we believe um, here at High Point Wealth Advisors and with Ameriprise, our, our firm, is that every client deserves advice. You know, whether you're engaging in comprehensive financial planning or foundational advice for our clients who are non-planning, clients are looking for advice. They don't understand which decision is the right one to make and how. And they also don't have any way when they pull up their accounts, whether they're still opening a paper statement, hopefully, you know, fewer and fewer are doing that, uh, but, you know, logging in, getting their paper statements, however that is, when they're looking at that and they're looking at what the performance is, you know, really that's what happened already in the past. But how does it impact the individual goals that they have? That's how the volatility specifically relates to the client. And, and giving them that level of transparency where they can see real time how is this market volatility that maybe happened at the end of the year, how did it specifically impact my child's ability to go to college next year? You know, how did it impact, am I still on track for retirement? What is the statistical probability of my ability to actually make these things happen with volatility as well? Those are the, that's the type of information we want to give clients, context, because without it, then you get into that scarcity mentality again. Am I going to be okay? And we want to remove that as much as possible. And that's what gives clients the greatest degree of confidence. How does it affect me? Um, at High Point, we, you, know, you, you can talk about legacy in two different ways. You can leave a legacy or you can create a legacy. Um, and, and we really don't want people leaving a legacy in the sense that you think about it. you got to die you know, to go leave a legacy. We want clients to be so financially secure in their current situation that they're thinking about creating a legacy in their lifetime. They're thinking about how do I transfer the values that my family has to these children? Because obviously this is an abundant community. How do we raise responsible children in such an environment of abundance? That's really about how you create a legacy. And that's what I find that the majority of our clients are looking for opportunities to do. You know, they don't want to just pass the wealth on when they go. You know, they want to figure out how do we instill values and compassion in the next generation so that we're growing up another whole generation of a responsible mindset. And it doesn't have to just be through the vehicle of children. It can certainly be through giving back or Absolutely. contributions. Absolutely. I mean, we have so many clients that give to, you know, so many different things that they're passionate about. Uh, and when I say creating a legacy, you know, it's, it's creating a legacy on, on your family, yes. But if you're so confident in your financial situation and with, with your family, you're going to naturally look to outside opportunities to give and to serve. Um, and being confident about your financial situation is an important part of your ability to do that because then you're moving from that scarcity mindset that we talked about into that abundant mindset. Not that I don't have enough money or time to give, but what are the things I'm passionate about that I can give to? Mm -hmm. Tell us a little more about you. 
the proud mother of three beautiful, amazing, incredible kids, as I'm sure everyone else would say. Um, I've spent the majority of the last 20 years here in Sandy Springs. I love the leadership. I love you know the people who live here. It's that perfect little sweet spot of where Main Street and Wall Street intersect, and you've got this amazing community that has you know small businesses and large businesses and families, and you can still meet somebody at the grocery store and shake their hand and say hi. It's one of those really special jewels that I think a lot is, a lot a lot is missing in today's environment, particularly with how busy people are. Mm. You know? Yeah. And I grew up in, in rural East Texas and in a town called Marshall. A lot of people know about that because it's a big football town. Mm -hmm. and, you know, being here in Atlanta and being able to raise my own children in an environment where there is such community connection is really great for me. I can take all of those great values that, you know, I grew up with in that area and I, and I feel like I, I can replicate that. Um, in a community that really cares. The business community cares about each other. The nonprofit community here is unbelievable. Um, I was uh, privileged enough to sit on the board of the Sandy Springs Perimeter Chamber of Commerce and I chaired the Small Business Council for three years and, and even was, uh, was part of the Next 10 Planning Committee. Um, you wanna be involved in a community like this um, because the people here are so connected. I'd say that's one of the things I love about, about Sandy Springs is my office is right here at Morgan Falls. And, uh, and I live three quarters of a mile and one of the very few people who live in the Atlanta area that can say they can walk to work. Right. Um, and that allows me the flexibility I need to take care of my children if I've got someone that's sick or downtime or whatever. And what's, what's your other you know, favorite places to visit or, or maybe the kids' favorite places? I, you know, there's so many. I, what I love is all of the new chef-inspired chef restaurants that are coming in. You know, you don't have to go to Buckhead anymore. You can really go and go out and have a great meal with your children. It's very family friendly or, you know, you want to be a place where, you know, the children are there. Um, gosh, the new Performing Arts Center. I mean, who would have thought that we would have such great productions coming? And you've got the parks and how they're continuing to integrate and that's great for the kids. I mean, I'm partial to Morgan Falls Park because I'm right there, you know, but the history of it and how they, how Sandy Springs continues to honor the traditions of our past, but still evolving the city in a modern way. Mm -hmm. You know, here, the, the, the tidal wave of growth, you can't stop it, right? right? But we have an opportunity here in our community to shape it in a way that continues to serve the residences, the businesses, large and small. Mm -hmm. And that's unique. Any other organizations that are in the city here that you've been a part of? I think the Conservancy does such a great job. I mean, they really understand, you know, the beauty of our community and the trees and the parks and, you know, the river and all of those things and how they come together and how people use them and enjoy them. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they continue to evolve, you know, the trails and park systems so that we can really live, work and play more together here locally.